Hello and welcome to the Sounding Out the Word podcast, a ministry of Anchor Baptist Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, where our mission is to spread the gospel, disciple the nations, and help people find hope here at Anchor Baptist Church. My name is Tyler and I'm joined in the studio with Pastor Jason Atwood, pastor of Anchor Baptist Church. Morning, Pastor. It's good to uh, be recording another podcast, and I'm excited for this episode. Good morning, yeah. And uh, you just mentioned you got caffeinated, and so we are ready to go <laughs> with this podcast. And uh, we didn't bring in Dunkin' Donuts or no, anything no, we like didn't, that. This is, we'll, this have to, is we'll have to homemade. make that a yeah, thing now. We'll that have should to, be. I'll, I'll bring in some some uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and we'll we'll have a little party. Have it catered in or something. <laughs> So, uh, so hopping right into it, we've titled this episode, Yea Hath God Said, um, as, a, as a kind of a picture of the phrase that Satan uses in the book of Genesis um, to undermine God's word. And I think it's, it's very important that every Christian be armed and understand what Satan's deception looks like and how to avoid it. And so from the beginning, we can look and see that Satan has sought to undermine the commandments of God through deception in an attempt to lead men away from God onto their ultimate demise. You know, when you look at Genesis, Genesis is a, is a book of first. And like you said there, from the beginning, Satan has sought to undermine the commandments of God. And so when you think about it, we realize that God is trying to show us something. God is trying to show us from the very beginning how Satan wants to work in our life. And Satan, from, from day one, from his fall, even before that, when Lucifer was in heaven, um, he was undermining God. Mm. And uh, Satan doesn't come out and boldly and blatantly, usually, uh, tell us, don't do that, live a wicked lifestyle, go and do what you want to do. It's usually subtle. Yeah. And uh, he brings in the tricks. The Bible says he's an angel of light. Mm. And uh, so a lot of it is about appearance and yes undermining what god hath said yeah for for the for the christian uh i think a lot of your discernment and avoiding that deception mm. comes not necessarily looking at uh right versus wrong but looking at right versus almost right where look look, right. look for the seeds being sown the seeds of deception by satan so if we take a look at God's Word uh, in the book of Genesis, starting at chapter 3, this is the first kind of mention we start to see, uh, uh, first interaction we see of Satan between uh, men. And this is in the garden, and uh, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And, and just a reminder, earlier on in the book, God very much uh, gave clear commandments, sure. and here we see Satan starting to uh, undermine them. So we continue reading, And the woman said unto the ser serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. So Satan begins there in verse number one, just with a, a simple question. Um, Eve, did... did did God say this? It's almost like Satan didn't know. It's almost like, um, you know, I, I know it's not that, but it's just a subtle question. And uh, that's where Satan gets so many people off track in their Christian life. Um, they'll be going fine. They'll be saved. They'll be on fire for God. They're soul winning. And then all of a sudden, out, out of left field, they come up with this question or they come up with this uh, new, what they think is a new thought. And all of a sudden, before you know it, 
they're out of church, they're away from God, and uh, when you find out about it, it's usually just some little subtle thought or doubt that Satan brought into their mind. And uh, where the Bible makes clear and plain sense, someone once said, seek no other sense. And uh, so many times people, and sadly sometimes people that are listening to podcasts and (laughs) watching YouTube, uh, they're looking for something new, Mm. and they are enamored with the new and the shiny. And they, they're not satisfied with the, the old-fashioned ways of the Bible and what God has given us and what preachers have been preaching for the last millennial. Uh, they want to find something new, and when they do, uh, they're, they're attracted to it, but it ultimately leads them off course and uh, away from the, the Lord and their, their usefulness uh, to God. <clears throat> It's interesting you you mentioned um, that I'm gonna I'm gonna stray a little bit away from the from the main topic for just a minute here. I think I think that's actually one of the most important issues uh, that the the body of Bible believing Christians is facing today. It's this this desire to add something new to God's eternal word that has been set in stone. Mm-hmm. And you can see it uh, talked about in, in seminary even. So these are places that are supposed to be equipping Christians to go forth and preach the gospel, where almost in an attempt to, you know, regardless of the motivation, but I've seen it sometimes as an attempt to gain credibility in secular academics. They talk about, oh, we found a new uh, a, a new thing in the Bible, a new a new concept that no one before has ever thought about. And it, you, you look into it, and it's this real twisting of what the Scripture says uh, in order to, you know, wh- whatever the motivation is, gain credibility in order to soften uh, a certain message because you don't like what the Bible says in a certain place. So really, the start of straying from God's Word always begins with the creation of ambiguity and confusion of what God has really said. First uh, Corinthians chapter 14 tells us, For God is not the author of confusion, but of all peace, as in all churches of the saints. But yet Satan and the world system that really is a result of this deception continue to sow forth uh, seeds of deception. And Christians, if they're, if they're not armed and equipped with the knowledge of God's word, will find confusion, will become confused because of it. If you have to jump through hoops and uh, twist and contort scripture to get across what, uh, what you believe or what you want to teach or preach... That ought to be a sign there. Mm. And so many people uh, are doing that today, and they'll take you all over the Bible, and everything is out of context, but sure enough, for for some reason and somehow, some way, they've come up with what they want to uh, purport and teach. And really, we find it even today where people are coming into New Testament Baptist churches and wanting to teach and to preach something. And they'll call someone alongside of themselves and uh, want to teach and preach something that is not being taught and, and preached from the pulpit, from the Word of God. And so it, it it's always a work of Satan. It has been from the beginning of the garden. And again, it's, it's, it's not outright. It's not uh, bold. Um, it's very covert. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very... You know, almost under the under the cover of darkness, uh, through through an email or through a text message right. or through a corner of the church building. Uh, hey, what about this? Hey, this or that? And um, that's the way Satan has worked for since the beginning of creation. And it really it shouldn't be anything new to us today. Absolutely, and and you know, Paul talks about preaching the whole counsel of God, and I think that's a message for every Christian today. Yes, there are there are verses that if you're not uh, familiar with the whole concept of God can be taken out of context. 
Uh, one one example, uh, you, you talked about kind of jumping through hoops, jumping through almost like a mental Olympics to get mm-hmm. to to certain conclusions. And I think we see this in, um, you know, the the modern uh, Christian world that tries to, again, either gain credibility with academia or, or just can't can't in their own heart trust God enough to just trust his word. Where I've, I've heard creation stories that range from uh, stage to, to gap theory to to whatever. Um, let, let me just clear this up, you know, and, and just show you how clear God's word is if you take it all into context. In the book of Exodus, uh, chapter 20, verse 11, God says, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth. And and what was that What was that phrase uh, that she said? The common sense? Or, right, where, where uh, common sense makes plain sense, seek no other sense. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. But those days could be could be an entire age. <laughs> oh, show, show, show me in the Hebrew. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's interesting. The, the verses before that, where the Bible says that God created, you know, the heaven and earth and everything you said all in six days, it's interesting. Just two verses, I think it's two verses before that, uh, God told man he was to work six days mm. and rest on the seventh. So right. is man supposed to work? six ages. Right, exactly. You know, so in context, let's take the Bible in context. Um, it's very clear. Um, there's no doubt about it that those are six literal 24-hour days. Right, right, exactly. And so so there are, there are other places, too, where Satan and the world system that, that has been created because of this deception will continue to deceive uh, men. And another aspect is the severity of the sins of men. Hmm. And so, you know, we talk about this... Uh, frequently on the podcast because it is such an important topic. But uh, Satan undermines the biblical worldview of the severity of sin. Right. Uh, and, and this is, this applies to both the lost and the saved. There, there, is, uh, there are things. Sin is something that God abominates, he tells us. There, 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 are, there are things that are an abomination, probably one of the highest words of, of negativity sure. one could use. And so when when satan tries to hide sin or cover it up with the with the blanket of christian liberty or or to the to the lost people maybe oh is it really that bad you know jesus is just love man and, and you know that that sort of a, a, a mis misportrayal of jesus as this loving hippie or a, a, or whatever right well you know we we've, we've gotten to that point because there has been a, a doing away with first of all the commandments uh, we've we've discarded the Ten Commandments in every aspect of our society in America. And what were the Ten Commandments? They weren't for uh, us to do to earn salvation. They were the signpost that showed perfection and showed that we did not meet perfection. That's God's standard. Mm-hmm. And so every time you see the commandments, you're reminded of, I'm a wicked sinner. Right. <laughs> I'm awful. I'm wretched. And... Um, but when you do away with that, that's doing away with the standard. And so now um, there's a uh, the, Satan has allowed us and, and gotten us to believe in the, the lessening of the severity of sins, because now instead of comparing ourselves to God's standard, we're comparing ourselves to other people. And I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Right. You know, I, 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 of course I do this, but I don't, I don't do and live like that person I know down the street or, or whoever it might be. And so that's one way that Satan has, has been able to do that is by doing away with, in society, uh, the Ten Commandments and getting us to compare ourselves to someone else. Yeah, and 
And not only the, you know, comparison to other people uh, or, or the I've done enough good works, God will surely uh, overlook my bad works, that sort of deception that Satan sows. He also has so deception as to what the punishment is going to be. I've heard uh, more recently uh, this concept uh, of this, this idea of annihilationism, that, you know, once you die, if you're not going to heaven, oh, well, you'll just stop existing. Mm-hmm. And right? Jehovah's Witnesses have, have taught and Oh. preached that for years yeah. really okay yeah. I, I didn't i didn't know that was jehovah's I, i've started hearing it recently but you know that that is very clearly uh unscriptural but because again these people who are teaching it aren't taking in the whole counsel of god or in the case of jehovah's witnesses not even the word of god mm-hmm. right they, they have a, a mistranslation that doesn't right um you know have all the aspects of the original text uh that now all of a sudden not only do you not think your sins are that severe there's such a um, an almost a nihilistic outlook in the secular world today that, well, I, I just want to stop existing. Why would I want to live forever? And so they get deceived into thinking, well, I'll just live life how I want, and then I'll stop, mm-hmm. not realizing that they are on the broad path to an eternal uh, uh, stay in the lake of fire. Well, it's almost sort of uh, like like humanism, you know, that it, it all begins, lives, and ends with me. And uh, once I cease to be, well, then that's it. And uh, the world, many people believe, revolves around themselves. And uh, so when they're gone, when they die, um, that's it. That's all they ever think about. And really, Satan has, uh, when we talk about, again, his deception, he's gotten people to believe that uh, once they die, that there is no accountability uh, to their maker. Right. And, and so really, I, I think the, the practical takeaway here uh, for the Christian listening is we we are another voice among many in the world who are who are you know in some sense shouting into the ether hoping that someone listens, uh, but but let me let me say that you know pastor myself any any Bible believing Christian you talk to is, does not speak for God necessarily or we we don't have extra biblical revelation we uh, take what we learn from the Word of God Amen. and so if you're looking to to understand for yourself the whole counsel of God. Uh, the access to God's word is unparalleled. That's the beautiful part, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's unparalleled to what they had in the first century, uh, back in the back in the uh, the days of the the Israel, ancient Israelites. We have so much access to God's word to um, to just take a look for ourselves and and see what does God say? What does God say about sin? What does God say about creation? What does God say about who He is and what He expects of us? So I encourage you today, uh, especially if you're if you're a Christian, if you haven't. You know, maybe opened up your book, uh, your your Bible in a little while. You know, dust it off and and start reading and get to know God again. Walk with Him again, so that Satan can't deceive you. So that, so that when deception comes your way, you're able to say, "Well, actually, God says," and 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 stop him right in his tracks. Yeah, you know, Satan can't argue with the Word of God, and uh, once we present that to him, uh, the Bible talks about that he will flee, and uh, we stand up against the wiles of Satan. With the Word of God, um, every temptation that Jesus faced there in the wilderness, he answered Satan with the Word of God. And uh, that's certainly an example for us to do as we face uh, temptations every single day, whether it's a, a temptation for lust and sin or whether it's a temptation and uh, in, in, in a sin to doubt what God's Word has said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you, you look just at Ephesians 6, right, when Paul talks about putting on the whole armor of God. What's our one offensive weapon in that lineup? Well, that's the sword of the Spirit, which mm-hmm. is the Word of God. So, so take your sword, get to know it, get to know how to use it, and uh, learn God's Word. 
You've been listening to Sounding Out the Word podcast, and we are blessed that you are listening, and thank you for that. We encourage you, if you're listening, to reach out to us by way of email, and you can reach us at SOTW, Sounding Out the Word, SOTW at anchorbaptistslc.org. We would love to have an email from you. And it would be an encouragement to let us know that you're listening. If you're local here in the Salt Lake Valley, we would love to have you visit us at one of our next services. And we would be honored that you would come and be our guest at Anchor Baptist Church. You can find uh, more about our church, our ministries, uh, the service times, and uh, many other details about our church on the web at anchorbaptistslc.org. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. God bless you.